A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What up, world? It's episode 100. Or as my man Drizzy likes to say, 100. I can't believe we're right here, uh, but... A few things I wanted to do was to thank you all for supporting me throughout this journey. It's been an amazing journey. It's been over a year now where we've been doing this for 100 episodes. Can you believe it? 100 episodes. So when I initially started this, I wanted to sort of have a voice out there, give third culture kids, nomads, and people that identify with several cultures a platform to share their stories because it's my belief that in order to believe to build the next set of global leaders, the right set of global leaders, we have to have people that know how to communicate across cultures. So I thought, you know, me being someone that that's, tends to identify with several cultures, why don't I create a platform for several others, you know, third culture kids, TCKs, global nomads, international businessmen, to come share their stories and really educate the world and what the world outside Western media was and is and it's been an incredible journey i didn't know what i was doing when i initially started it i sort of just had this dream and um and you guys have kept me going um i can't honestly tell you how much and how uplifting your words are when you know when you leave a review or when you send me an email or just when you you send me a nice tweet right um and for that i'm eternally grateful because you you know, we've been able to go to conferences to speak at. We've, you know, there's been a TCK book that's been released that's doing well on Amazon. And there's just been so many, so many platforms. Because of you, uh, you guys, the fans, UID was launched. Um, it was initially the success of the podcast that led to, to me thinking that I should, you know, open up the platform to other people to write and share stories. And now UIDmedia.com. Uh, or uidmag.com, depending on whatever one you you go, they all go to the same place. Has been you know has been a success, and and it's you know has over sixty writers. And um, I, I guess this video and this intro is just to thank you and to say I honestly would not be doing this or be here without your support. Um, so for today's episode, I, I felt like I should 
answer a lot of a lot of the questions that I've been getting. A lot of people wanted to know, well, who makes Tile Tile? Who makes the Roxon family? You know, what's the behind the scenes like? So with this episode, I, I decided to go behind the scenes and have the people that know me best really, you know, uh, and do an interview with them. So on this episode, you hear my mother, the most beautiful woman in the world, first of all, the most supportive woman, and also the most amazing mom. I do understand that I'm biased, but I think my bias is right in this case. You did. <laughs> but um, my mom's on this episode, and I've got my two younger brothers, Deli Roxon, who is the middle child. He is 24 years old. Um, he's going to hate me for saying that uh, because, actually, I, I always make sure... <laughs> I always say he's a year younger than he is, but he's 24, he's turning 25 this year, and I've got my youngest brother who's 16, uh, the genius of the family. So you get, to, you get to hear their stories, you get to hear some of the ways we interacted growing up and how we adjusted to all the, all the moves in the five countries and four continents. Um, another thing that I've, I've been getting asked a lot is, why did I decide to launch the podcast in the first place? So I will go ahead and tell the story now. Um, I know I've shared it on a few podcast episodes, but I don't know who's sort of seen what. So I was um, sitting at a, an event that Arena Hubton was hosting. It was called Thrive. Uh, and it was a book tour for her, you know, her book. And it was a three-day conference or a two-day conference, I forget. And, you know, she made a comment about her accent. Uh, she has a strong Greek accent. And she, she said at one point in her life she had wanted to change it so she could be more understood. And for some reason, you know, she meant it as a joke. Uh, but for some reason, that resonated with me. And then I, I wrote the title of what will become my first ebook, The Ultimate Guide to TCK Living, right then and there. And I asked myself this question. I wonder if there's a platform out there for people who look like they're not supposed to sound and sound like they're not supposed to look. Uh, me being one of them, um, you know. I changed my accent several times as a survival tool, so I was like, you know, I wonder if there's a voice out there for them. And it, it just reminded me of this BuzzFeed article I had read, you know, like 31 signs you're a, t you're a third culture kid. And that was my first encounter with the word TCK or third culture kid. And I said, why don't I create a podcast or a platform for people to share their stories? Because I honestly feel that there are a lot of questions that need there are that we all have as TCKs and people who are citizens of the world. and we can probably get to the root of some of those answers through community. So I reached out to a lot of people on Twitter who I saw were TCKs and I asked, hey, would you, you know, I'm thinking of launching this podcast, would you think of being a guest? And lo and behold, that became, you know, as told by nomads. And from then on, through your comments and success, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, became as told by nomads and I decided to launch UID UID Media, um, and, and and that's the story with that. But, uh, you know, the community and that that's been <laughs> that's been uh, that's been built since then has been something that I am forever grateful for. I call all you my UIDers uh, because all of you are amazing, and you all keep me going even when I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I appreciate all your suggestions all your emails, all the messages you leave, and I just wanna say thank you. We made it happen 100, 100 episodes. Uh, a few housekeeping items before I dive into the episode. So, many of you know we, um, for us to you know, continue to be ranked high on iTunes, 
it depends on your reviews, guys. So please leave as many reviews and five-star ratings as you can. It's on. It's as told by Nomads on iTunes, as told by Nomads and Stitcher, um, where I think we're at like 130 reviews now. Let's try and get it to 250. You know, 250. No, I was asking for 120. Um, it really takes only 30 seconds. So just, you know, hop on your iTunes or, or uh, Stitcher, leave a review. Would absolutely love that. And, you know, be grateful from the bottom of my heart if I can find it. The bottom of my heart. Right. Yeah. There. And, um, and the, the other thing is uh, there's a, an active Facebook group for um, UID and As Told by Nomads. It's called Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. Just search that and, you know, I'll prove you. Um, and we have weekly conversations about certain things that we wanted to talk about off the podcast. And, you know, it's just an engaging community that I'm building. Absolutely love to have you all there. And many of you know, you can reach me on Twitter at Tyroxin. Or you can reach me by email, tyroxin at uidmag.com. Um, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N at uidmag.com. And um, yeah, say hi, leave a message, suggest a guest. Um, and if you, if you just want to jump on, on, a, on a stat, just let me know. And the last thing is, I have t- taken advice and a lot of the suggestions that you guys have been giving me is to launch my own product, launch my own services. We want to hear more of you, Tyro. So um, I've gotten a few opportunities in the past year, and I am taking heed to all your advice, all your pieces of advice. So uh, I've started consulting with a few companies. So if you're if you're a company, you're looking to find your call, you know, you work with your millennials who identify with several cultures and help them find the culture of fit. Holla at your boy. If you're an international student or a school that's looking to incorporate international students into their environment seamlessly and understand the process of what it's like to fit in, holla at your boy. And, uh, and, and the other thing is um, if, you're, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to deal with diversity of millennials and you're a Gen X or you're a baby boomer and you're, you know, you're, you're a company, you want to sort of find that bridge between that, holla at your boy, Tyroxin. So... Um, I'm, I'm doing that more and more, and it's, uh, it's been going well so far, so thank you all. With that being said, the episode will begin. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the link to the, the episode of this podcast, it's down below. If you listen to the podcast, all you need to do is stay tuned, because it's coming up in like 30 seconds. And uh, if you listen to the Facebook group, click the link, like uh, the YouTube guys, and you catch the rest of the episode. But till then, see you next week. See you next time. I love you all. 100 episodes. I can't believe I did it. I'm out of here. Pow! Got my mom and my youngest brother on the show. What's up, mom? Hi, Tayo. How you doing? Tunde, how are you doing? I'm good. Good, good, good. Okay, so I'm going to get right into it, but I'll be going back and forth between you guys, but... I want to start from the very beginning, October 30, 1989. What was that day like for you? Me? I was anxious. (laughs) The first time, I was very, very scared. It was very, very scary. And uh, I wanted everything to be perfect. I have read so many books on how to deliver simply. And, uh, you know, so it's like if I... If I see any sign, I want to check myself into the hospital. You know, the nurses, they were laughing. They said, oh, well, it's, it's going to be all right. We have a day that we've given you. I said, no, I want to be there. So, you know. So, <laughs> okay, it. okay. And then I, I came back. What kind of baby was I? Oh, tall, 
and um, you are very tough. People are saying, "Oh, the boy is tall." He's tall. So from that moment, I knew that you're going to be a tall person. Uh -huh. And then uh, was I mean, I remember you telling me stories about me being uh, a troublemaker, very energetic, very yeah. uh, restless. Yeah, <laughs> no, not really trouble. You are like I think. Your Superman something started at that age because when you wanted to do the impossible, you like to do everything with me, you follow me everywhere, you know, the toilet because it's just me and you, you know, yeah, yeah, because because dad, dad used to be very busy, right? He was always at work, so it was me and you yeah, yeah. initially, okay. And then, um, when did you find out that you were moving to Sweden? Because that was very that was you know, almost a year after, I think. No, yes, yes, just I mean, I think. Just a few months after you close the age one, so okay. we moved to Sweden. And you, yeah, were you pregnant then? Were you pregnant with with Dilly when you when mm -hmm. you moved to Sweden? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because Dilly was born in Sweden. So okay, when so what was that move like? Because I I don't know if you had traveled out of Nigeria at that point yet, but when Daddy told yeah, you, I've traveled before. Okay, okay. So when when Dad said we're moving to Sweden, um, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Came to my mind. Yeah, I was, like, I was excited for you. Because I said that, oh, this boy, oh my God, I'm going to take him everywhere, Disney World, and this and this and that. <laughs> that was just to say, ah, I'm going to spoil this, but I will take him everywhere, I will show him the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you I got... Very, very... So you're excited, you're excited. Was, you, you thought your son was going to be like uh, a worldly kid. Was, you know, you're my, you're my friend that time, so I said, oh, this boy, we are doing everything together, I'm taking you everywhere, I'm buying all the toys in the old world for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay then 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 you finally landed in sweden and then what was that like because I, I don't remember that's one of the countries i don't remember that's the only country i don't remember really anything tell you, from. It was strange at first because the weather was very cold uh-huh i think we arrived uh, during the spring time and so it, it was a different weather mm -hmm. so i was like oh the next available shop i'm going to buy Hoodie, cardigan, and every I was I was concerned about you feeling cold, but you, you didn't even show any different. You didn't show any any sign at all. <laughs> you just you know, everybody. You are you are excited to meet people. You are looking at people even in the plane. You it's like you are you no. Know, it's like you are ask, looking at people. Why are you here? Why are you what? Why do you have so many people in the, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I I I remember one of the stories you tell me. You're telling me uh, I used to stand out on the outside and and point at people and say a man yes you know that time okay just part just say uh, uh, what i told you earlier on that day i wanted to tell you everything at that age i wanted to show you everything so there was a book i bought okay mm -hmm. that book i taught you a boy a gay and this and that and that so immediately anytime i'm in the kitchen you know the kitchen is facing is an estate a very reserved area mm -hmm. so where you see where anybody's moving you, the, the type of house we have, we have, we had a big house. Uh -huh. So and the kitchen is at the, it's like on the second floor. Uh -huh. So when I'm cooking, you always you you go everywhere with me. So that time, there's a table, there's a, a table in the kitchen, very close to the window. Right. So anytime I'm cooking there, you are you are looking at whoever is coming. If you see a boy, you say a boy. If you see a guy, <laughs> you say a guy. Like you are practicing what I taught you. Uh, a boy, a guy. Uh, you know that kind of so. Yeah. Like two I said no. A boy, a woman, a gay. You know, it's like everything in the book. If you see it, you still start saying it. Uh, yeah. Just so I mean, so you're saying I was very inquis I was very inquisitive. I always wanted to practice what I learned. But you always wanted to practice and you like reading. Uh -huh. And it's like you wanted to, anything you see in the book, you 
you believe that you have to see that in your real life. So you'll be walking up and down, up and down, up and down like that. So I was very happy to do that, you know. You learn so many things at the early age. But then, 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 Daily came out. And then I'm sure oh. the dynamic was different. Because me and you were very close. We were doing everything. And then you, you had my, you had Daily. Daily came out. And everything what was that like? Everything changed. Everything changed <laughs> inside the hospital. Immediately you saw me with a baby. You At that time you thought it was a toy, right? <laughs> so you came to me. You know when you came, you, when I left for the hospital, you were staying with your dad. It was a, it was a Christmas time on the 30th of December. So immediately I delivered, I told your daddy to bring you. You understand? Mm-hmm. So you came and said, oh, Tayo, Tayo, Tayo. You were coming. When you saw the baby, you said, oh, 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 no way. This is not my mom. You know I said, like, Tayo, come and meet your brother. Come and meet your brother. You said, no, 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 no. You just... From that time, you transfer everything to your dad. It's like, no way, you're not my friend again. So I was like, ah, what is wrong? But later on, you came around, you were playing with him, you know. That time, I, I used to buy the same clothes for you people. When I saw that behavior, I started buying the same shirt, the same pants, the same toothbrush, the same color, everything uh-huh. the same, the same, the same. So there was a time you were playing with uh, Dele. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, outside the house, in the compound. You were, you, you were, I gave both of you yogurt. Then it was, then I started working that time. You were, you were looking, I just noticed that you were just looking at the boy like, okay, this boy. So you are now pressing him <laughs> to know whether he, he was really, I mean, he was a real somebody. You were pressing him. And then I was looking at you like this. You were pressing, you were pushing, you were touching like, ah, is this real? <laughs> you are coming to compete with me, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let people, you do things together, you every, and everything like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the early ages, we were very competitive, uh, Dilly and I. And I've, I always <laughs> used, yeah, I used to always uh, act like I was the, I used to make sure he knew I was the oldest brother. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You I made that right, from, you made that one known to everybody <laughs> from the yeah, no, yeah, that that was yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay, so let's um let's fast forward. We came back to Nigeria. We spent about 8 years there. Then Tunde, Tunde was born. You know, that time before I gave a Christmas before uh, Tunde came. Mm-hmm. I asked you for what you wanted for Christmas. Yes. So you said because you have been seeing that time, you know, you are you you now you like small babies, you like babies because despite the fact that you are a superman, eh? You <laughs> You are very kind and you like to take care of small, small babies. So you told me, I said, Tayo, I asked you, I said, Tayo, what do you want for Christmas? I said, Mommy, I want a baby. I said, do you think people get baby like that? I said, yes, that's what I want. I want baby, a baby. <laughs> so, no, as I think, I said, okay, I have to give this boy, you know, the gift. That kind of thing. So when today arrived, oh my goodness, it goes the love anybody could dream of. Yeah. You yeah. loved him. You and Dele, you were kissing him. You were... <laughs> it was different from when Dele came. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember because I was 10 and Dele... I was not. I was close to 10 and Dele was close to 9 and we, we were all like... Ah, yeah. You people, you loved Tunde. You wanted to do everything from if I'm feeding him. Is it that you were Dele... You would sit beside me. You would be looking at him. You would be there. I say, okay, this is baby. Uh, Probably you've seen your friends with their, their small brothers or that kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was yeah. a different story with Dele. I with definitely Tune. love kids. I love kids. And Tune, do you remember? Do you remember any time during that period before you went to Burkina Faso? That your first years in Nigeria. Do you remember what that was like? No, like I remember, like when we went to Burkina Faso, like the like when I was three and four. I, I don't remember like when we actually initially moved there, but I remember like 
Bokrina Faso, like, I remember that. I I remember the house. I remember that I used to annoy you a lot, you and Dilly. I remember that, like, whenever you were studying, I used to follow you wherever you guys went. I, I, I wanted to sleep in your room. I wanted to do everything with you. I mean, I know that you guys didn't like me that much. Like, whenever we you didn't like to, you that much? No, because, like, whenever you went to mom, mom and dad to complain, uh-huh. um, they always, um, I mean, they always sided with me. So, uh-huh. I was like mommy's boy so uh, you yeah, well right. you were mommy's boy because you didn't you didn't get punished the same way we used to get punished but you got all the rules but no no but <laughs> i remember that okay fine so you remember when you were like three or four so when you were three or four what, what did you know what was it what was it like for you um because that was, was obviously your first memory that was like for me in sweden and, and i didn't remember sweden daily didn't remember sweden but you said you didn't remember nigeria so, Burkina Faso, you were there, and then, you know, you yeah, only I mean, remember the annoying parts that we used to used to think yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like you know, I didn't go to school like until I until I was sick, like until we went back to Nigeria. So okay. like, I remember like mom teaching me everything like A, B, C, two, three, and I remember like learning the numbers, watching Blue's Clues a lot. I just I just oh. remember like having a lot of fun. Blue's Clues. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember that because we used to come back from school. And uh, yeah, we watched TV. It was the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey show. Watch a lot of Nickelodeon. I, I, I used to bring him to your school. Yeah, I used to bring him to school. Was very close to one of Dilly's friends. Remember the guy that lived be, behind our house? Yes, Hampus. Hampus, like, I think. Hampus. He loves Hampus. So he yeah. said, Hampus. I don't remember. He's always <laughs> asking me. He's always telling me to take him to Hampus. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember that. I remember. And that. whenever you are doing anything, too, I, I always bring him. Yeah, and then and then um, when we we had to move back after, and then the Tunde you were in school for school for the first time, really, right? This is how it was. You came back tonight. This is your first yeah. experience with Nigerian school. Dele and I were going to boarding yeah. school. What, mom, what was that experience though? We didn't talk about you in Burkina Faso. How did you feel compared to Sweden? The move to Burkina Faso compared to the move to Sweden. It was better in Afaso, you know, because that because Afaso is first is, is an African country. Mm-hmm. I could go out; the weather was uh, uh, familiar. Mm-hmm. I could go to the market. I could go for shopping. I could make friends. Your schools, you were you were older then, but I was still protective of you people. You know, remember you normally go to one place every night. Yeah. For for Christian something. Well, like youth that. group was for youth group. Trip, youth group, yeah. A youth group, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a different story. Yeah. In the and uh, then Tunde, you know, I, anytime I taught him one to hundred, right? So I had time for him. I had a lot of time for him. I was, you know, I was just teaching him, and he knew so many things. There. So when he when he got back to Nigeria, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, and so it wasn't difficult to adjust. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, no, no, oh. no, no. It's like oh, home away from home. Ah. Okay. Yeah. But one thing I want to talk about though is. For the move for me and Daily was initially hard. No, it was we liked it first, but when we got to school, uh, do you remember me feeling inferior? Do you remember me feeling sad, or sometimes with Daily feeling yeah, the same way? And we thought, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, because and you kept to yourself, yeah, yeah. you know, you know. So I was just there was that I was asking. I said, "Tayo, what?" I said, "Nothing, nothing, nothing." So I think you opened up a little bit to me one time. I said, "Tayo, come on, you are better than you. You are just like any other person." You're just like any other person. You shouldn't feel intimidated, and you should face everything. And you know, but you just say, oh, "Okay, okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah." Because 
I so you just kept behind you and you started making friends and you had a lot of friends, you know, you were loved by everybody and Yeah, but it took but, a while, it took a while, it took a while. It wasn't until I but, found sports. But, yeah. Yes. Could have come out earlier because and it's just because that you kept you like keeping things, you know, like that kind of stuff. You know, you're thinking of, okay, I'm, you like to sort out things yourself, you like yeah. you know, it's like when you you are thinking of something, you like to find solutions to things. Yeah. That time you like you okay, 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 you know. So let's say when I told you this, I think you went back, you thought about it, and you said, "Okay, it could be easy too." Yeah. And when when you when you finally opened up, oh my goodness, it was oh tile 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 <laughs> everywhere, and then you made a lot of friends. Even the teachers, they loved you so much. Yeah, you remember? I used to be I used to be in love with uh, uh, Hillary Duff from and Beyonce, like Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> that was your anyway, that was all, all all boys of your age that time. <laughs> I used, uh, yeah, I was I was so I was so in love with that. But um okay, so we, we came back to Nigeria. The transition was actually a lot easier. I remember that. Um I moved to you know, Medele and I moved to um boarding school. Did uh, Tune, when we were in boarding school and you were with mom, how was that for you? Because you that was your first real school experience. So what was that like? Well, like first moving to Nigeria was like really difficult for me. I mean when I first got there, I was expecting like a lot of light and you know, like just like a peaceful place. But like, it was really disappointing for me. Like, first of all, there was no electricity uh-huh. where we lived, so it was really hard. And we were also living with other people. Yes, yes, yeah. We, yeah. we didn't, we, we didn't have, a, yeah, we were living with other people. I remember that. And then, so, so what did you, what did you, um, so then the first day of school, what was that like for you then? Oh, I cried. You I did. I, you did yeah, cry. I, I remember. <laughs> a week. A week. Yeah, was crying every day. No, the first time in Nigeria. The first time, like you know, like in day school in an Abbey. It wasn't. It? Yeah, Abbey, you went right? to day school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you cried. You cried. And why did you? Why did and you think you like, cried? <laughs> I don't know because like it just felt odd because like you know until I was six it, it was my mom that was teaching me everything like I was once like why would I go to a school when my mom can teach me everything I was, <laughs> that was the way I thought. Then, uh, okay did you did you eventually get to make friends because we that time we didn't spend as much time with you as yeah. we did because we were in boarding school so, yeah you were in board so yeah, yeah. exactly so what is it how did you make friends yeah. or what, did you do... i did yeah i i don't know it just felt like as time went on like it just felt like it felt a little bit like home because like they were like my people i don't know how to explain it but like i mean i could speak to them freely like they came to me they also came to me like i remember like during breaks we used to play soccer like on a field so mm-hmm. i don't oh. know we just felt like it felt like home in a way a little bit but then like throughout the whole stay in, initially in nigeria the first three years that i was there it wasn't really easy so yeah it wasn't easy it wasn't easy i remember but you got body yeah. else what yeah. Yeah, apart from that, like, you know, you, you people went to boarding house. Yeah, went to boarding school. Yeah, when it was going to, so <laughs> yeah, and then and then um, it wasn't easy. I don't but know. you know, one thing I remember today about you is, and Dele and I, we were always surprised by this. When we came back, your knowledge for football, soccer, soccer, I was like, Hello. where did you learn all this? Because you all of a sudden um, had like an encyclopedic memory of every single thing. You knew what was current, and we were like, where, how. <laughs> It yeah, because like, yeah. like that was one of the only fun things to do in Nigeria. Like you know, watch soccer. And like, I love soccer. I still do now. I just watch it a lot. It just felt like, it, like a way to like release some of my boredom, some of my, you know, some of my disappointment where yeah. I was for that. 
Yeah, and it, you know, mommy is so it's so crazy uh, <laughs> that uh, your three sons, all of us, we all found sports as a way to connect. You know, I mean, initially it was football, soccer, and then I grew to like basketball, tennis, and everything. Daily it was soccer, Tunde soccer as well. But that was the way we, you know, we found a way to to connect. Uh, it was always that. That was the connection. You know, part. at first, at first, you remember one time that you. Yes, you remember one time. So you no, know, there was a time I wanted to watch a soap opera. I think the bold and the beautiful. Right. So you people were saying, "Oh, I, <clears throat> that you wanted to watch football." I said, ah, "What is wrong with this? Can't you allow me to watch?" So I went to the other room. <clears throat> yeah. And I answered that. So as I watched watching the bold and the beautiful, I was thinking to myself, saying, "Okay, I had, bo- I have boys. They all love soccer. The father, they love soccer." I said, "Okay, I better start learning how to. I mean, I, I, I better start learning about this soccer." So. I just started teaching myself, listening to you people talk, listening yeah. to news, going to Yahoo to learn. Mm-hmm. So that was how. Now I think I can teach other mothers about talk soccer. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You you do know. You know a lot about yeah. soccer now. So that was when I started. Okay, no, I had to. I had to know about these sports, these table tennis, everything. Because I have boys. My family, they're all boys. I'm the only guy around you people. So I said, okay, now. Welcome to the world of soccer. So, <laughs> I was uh, got interested in soccer. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Now, th- now this is this is the third third move for me. They were got about to talk about, and then second for you, Tunde. And, and uh, so, we, we were moving. We were moving to Vietnam. I remember I had just graduated from high school. Uh, I didn't actually know what to think about Vietnam because it was a transitional period for me. I was going to university. I didn't know where I was going to go to university. First of all, and uh, Delhi was. We were trying to figure out where we would go, but we went to Vietnam. And, you know, we had an interesting trip before we went there because we got lost in uh, what country? What do you get lost? Bangkok. Yeah. Oh, we got lost Bangkok. in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Bangkok. Yeah, we got lost in Bangkok. Yeah, Bangkok. We got lost in Bangkok, Thailand. You know what happened? What? Somebody was supposed to pick up, pick us up from that Thailand and take us to Nigerian house in the, the uh, in, Thai, in the embassy. Yes. But he forgot. <laughs> yes, I remember. He he, forgot. Yeah, the person yes. forgot. I remember. The person forgot. <laughs> We're calling the remember. embassy. So the number, we, the number we had was the embassy number. So we were calling the embassy, calling the embassy. So the, the next morning, he just remembered. He said, "Oh, that was supposed to pick us up." Yeah, you remember? Yeah, so, but we had slept so, in the airport, when, and then we slept in the airport. Yeah. No, when he was coming to the airport, we were already inside the taxi. So we got to the embassy, and I was now apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, "Okay, yeah. it's awkward. Now we are here." No, I remember because we we. We slept in the airport because no one was there to pick us up. And then we were trying to call every number we could, but no one could understand us. And then yeah. the next morning, we found the cab and all we, we were using sign language say, uh, Nigerian embassy, embassy, Nigerian embassy. And then when we went to the embassy, we went to the embassy, they thought we were like illegal people. They're like, yeah. go home. Yeah, like, we don't know you. We were like, we were supposed to be here yesterday. But that was funny, though. But I remember enjoying Thailand uh, once we actually got there because the house we yeah. stayed in was great. But, yeah, um, but yeah, before I get to you, Mom, today, I think you had so I think you probably had the most fun here, Vietnam. I just have a, I yes, watching you from afar. Talk to me about yes. Vietnam. Tell me everything. I don't know. Like first of all, you know, my first like impression of Nigeria wasn't really good. Uh-huh. So going from like a place like Nigeria to Vietnam was really like eye opening. It was really it was really um great for me because I, I just felt like everything was gonna be great here. There was like first of all there was like unlimited um electricity uh-huh. so it was easier for me and um 
at school, it, it wasn't that easy at first, you know, mom. Yeah, and because like the school is predominantly filled with white people. Right. Everyone there was white, white. and yeah. like when they like they looked at me like in an odd way, like they were saying like, "Who is this guy?" You know. Yeah. I remember like I remember like when I first went there, like on the first day, I smiled at one little white girl, and then she started crying. And then, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait! Pause, pause, pause! What, what do you mean? I never even heard this story. She cried yeah. because you smiled at her. Yeah. Then, like, one teacher now started like looking at me as, as if I did something wrong. I don't know what I did. But then I don't know. It was really hard. Like the, the first year in, in school was really hard. Mm-hmm. I I had like little to no friends. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know why. But like, I sat alone during lunch and everything. But then second year, I I met one guy. I mean, his name is. Martin Big, he's from the Netherlands. He was really nice to me. I remember, like, from the first day, we became friends, best friends. I mean, we did everything together. We had sleepovers. You even saw him once when yeah, you came. I saw him, I saw him. He was really nice. Yeah. And, like, from there, I also made other friends, but Martin Big was, like, my main friend. He was really nice to me. And yeah. Everything was went up from there. And and then, okay, but what about, and then, you know, we were talking about our our love for sports. You started getting into soccer, too, right? You started playing and doing yeah yeah soccer and and rugby <laughs> rugby <laughs> yeah yeah I was good. Oh, no. yeah, yeah but i don't play rugby anymore but then i yeah. played rugby a lot so it was good no yeah. it was good you know one thing i also know is because we, we only came to vietnam during the holidays because i was in a, i was in university at this time daily was in high school initially but yeah. the thing that i noticed i always used to joke around with mom daily and i joke around with mom is that you she let you be more independent like you were walking to school you were doing bicycle stuff. Maybe she would, maybe she didn't let you be independent, but she you did a lot of things that we weren't allowed to do. Because I remember yeah. I, at a younger age, mom used to like shelter us and keep us and everything. I was like, mom, you're gonna let Tune do all this, and we didn't do it. But it was it was good when we came back, you know, during summer breaks, just see you, you know, go around. Uh, but you were right about the white and black thing though, because when Dilly and I ever came to Vietnam, we would go to the gym. Or we'll go anywhere, and people would just keep staring at us, like because we, exactly. we were like the only black people were there. They would like, stare at us. Never seen anyone like that in their lives. <laughs> it's not touching. No, that's a that black thing will remove from your skin. Yeah, they used to like, touch us like to see it, it would fade away. I remember it was so funny, but but Vietnam though it was such a good experience because it was I, so nice. It was the best. Yeah, what, what was it about? What else was it? I mean, you liked... I know the weather was very I mean, the, humid, but it was like, you know... It was, the culture was also amazing. The culture, the culture was amazing, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the Tet Festival. Their yeah. mooncakes, their rice cakes, everything was just so nice. I mean, the people were also nice. Like, even though they were, like, weird a little bit, I mean, they were still very nice to us. And even the estate that we used to live in, I mean, it was Siputra. It was such a beautiful place. I mean, you could go anywhere. We used to walk around at night. Yeah, so you could walk school. around 12 a.m., so you know? It was. It's just, it's like, I, yeah, I it was a place. new new city. They call it Siputra. Yeah, yeah. Siputra. It was, yeah, Siputra. Siputra. It was a new, the newest estate there. You know, it was. Uh, it, I don't well, know. Then I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, uh, Tune. Then you know what we have to do. You know, we have to. You know, we have to take a trip back there one day. We have to go there. We'll book a hotel. Me, you, Daily, everybody, wherever we, we want to go. Yeah. And yeah, then we'll go. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go. No, that was good. See, that was good for me to hear. Hey, now, just tell you something. What? Hey, can I tell you something? Oh yeah, please, you please. Yeah, the time you came back, you came for holiday that time. You know, you normally go to one gym. Yes. You yeah. and uh, Delhi. Yeah. That was the day in the morning. I was about to go out. I was telling the driver to. So I just saw a lady talking to the driver. The lady was was actually asking the driver about you people. <laughs> really? She was speaking. Yes, now I, I, I thought I told you. She was. So the driver was saying that. They, oh, 
they've gone back to America. She, so I, when I asked the driver, I said, was that she was asking the black handsome guy, the two guys, <laughs> the six packs. So I told the driver, I said, whoa. So she, she, the driver was telling me that, oh, oh you know, these yeah. girls, they like black, say, please. <laughs> like black guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, you better leave this place. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I imagine if you enjoyed the place so much, uh, Tunde, wait, let me ask mom first. How was it Vietnam for you? Because I know Tunde liked it. But the thing with expat spouses, the thing with diplomats' wives is uh, that no one, this is why I always I always tell you my, you're the strongest woman I know. Is you have to abandon everything for four years, three years. Leave everyone you know, make new friends. So what was what was it like again? Because you, you just start getting settled. Then you have to move. Then you get settled. Then you have to move. So what was you, you, you know, you know, you know why, you know, you know why it was easy for me. Why? I just changed. I made my, ch- I made my children to be my focus. Right. You made. That's you... what I normally do. Mm-hmm. I always make my children my focus. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. And I like to discover the business aspect of everywhere. I like, I like new things. I like, I like meeting people too. But when it's, you know, and I like, you know, when you, you normally go to all these cocktails, you meet people, you learn about their culture and all this. So, you know, you know, I like going to malls. I just like the business aspect of it. You get to know so many things different, how to prepare. You know, I like keeping myself busy. I like so many culture, so many things, their food, the type of business, what do they have in the country. I discover so many stuff, the discovery, how am I going to improve on my business, you know. Those are the things that I enjoy, but you right. just have to know how to shift, how to, you know, wherever you are, you make the best use of the place, and Absolutely. though you have the downside of it, too, but uh, come on, you yeah. move on. Okay, okay, all right, so, so, today you love the place so much, you finally yeah. found out, you're going back to Nigeria, what was that like? Are you finding out? Yeah, when you or found like... out you were going back to Nigeria, that uh, Vietnam was over, how did you feel, and what was the transition like? You know, um... I did like. I mean, I had time to prepare myself for okay. Nigeria again because, like, you know, I knew like even like when we first went there, that, like after three years we were going back. So you know, I had time to prepare myself. So it wasn't hard. It wasn't that hard. It time. wasn't hard. And like, and, and like moving back to Nigeria, like Nigeria when I went back, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Actually, at first I thought that it would be like a repeat of the first time. Yeah. But like, I fit in into Nigeria like much easier. You fit in easier, yeah. I, yeah, I fit in easier. Like, yeah. So it it was just better. I mean, I went to a boarding house. Yeah. Yeah. You also went to boarding time. school. You see, you went to boarding yeah. school like we did. Okay. Yeah. Then I cried again. You cried. The, the <laughs> of course, you know you cried. I mean, like, I, no. No, you you were young though. I mean, you were what? Really what were you? I mean, ten. Yeah. No. Yeah, ten. Were you ten? Yeah. Or? No. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, 11 or something. 11 or something, yeah. Then it's because, like, you know, I was leaving mom and dad. Yeah. And it was because, like, I, I wouldn't see them for, like, months for some yeah. time. And it was really difficult Boy, the first weeks in yeah. Boarding House. Boarding was different. After too. that, yeah, I just focused on my studies from then on. It was easy for me to get, to make friends there. And people were really nice to me there also. And I don't know. It was just a nice place to be. The boarding okay. house. Yeah, so it the, was, yeah. The, this experience was better than the first one. Let me. I'll tell By you a far. secret. I'll tell you a secret. Dele also cried his first day in boarding school. So you're not the only one. Dele cried. I remember when we the first, second time, second time for you, the first time for you to move back to Nigeria. No, second. 
uh, before Vietnam, he had cried as well. He's going to hate me, <laughs> but uh, he cried. I remember that. So, I mean, because, you know, you're going to somewhere and you're not going to be home for like months at the end, like six yeah. months or something. So it's, it's different. So you said it was yeah, easier. You focus on your like studies. It. Yeah. And um, I call him every other day. Yeah, yeah no, you yeah, call them all the yeah. time, mom. <laughs> I have to tell her to like call me like on Wednesdays and Sundays because like she can't call me all every day. Yeah. It, it, yeah, oh, you yeah. told but mom. I, yeah, mom. Because if you don't, if you don't tell mom to to call you, she's gonna call you every day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then at times I call him every other day. Yeah. Just find one excuse to call him. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and you know, like she visit, like she visit me like every visiting day. So like anytime. I would just like call her, say, "Mommy, bring some pizza, bring um, KFC, bring something." It was just like, yeah, that was the time to eat everything. But then, like the funny thing is that, like, whenever she brought the food, I didn't feel hungry anymore. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, that's so crazy. And you know, yeah, Dilly and I—I I don't know—we always we always say this. But you are the smartest out of every out of the three of us. So we never did as well as you did in school because we never got first place in anything. Closest I got was third. You know, third, second. But we always wondered, where did you get this brains from? Because seriously, we never did. <laughs> I mean, we, we we weren't, you know, I mean, I, I always did well in school, but I was an A and B student, you know, you know, I was just like A, Bs, you know. But you were straight A. And I, you just started getting all this. And mom and dad would send me reports. It would be, Tune came, came uh, first place again. And I'm like, wow. I was so proud of you guys. But, yeah. You stayed there. You started to get. Uh, was making friends easier for you during this time? By far, yeah, it was. Okay, I'm, I'm, like, yeah. well, no, no, because like, I remember, like, I think the first friend I made, we were watching a soccer match of in the common room. It was, <laughs> it was Man U versus someone. I don't know. I think it was I don't know. I think it was Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the eight two match. The match that we beat them eight two. Oh, yeah. I would hate to be an Arsenal <laughs> fan right now. <laughs> It was, some people were just crying because of that. I don't know why people were crying. It was just so funny. Yeah, no, it was good. It's good. Yeah, for those listening right now, me and my brother today, we both love Manchester United. Man, you for fun. Yeah. But um, okay, so sports. This is always going to be the theme with with us. I always tell people when we move, we find a way to connect through sports. So, um, mom, now this is different for you because Tunde comes back. And now, instead of spending alone, spending the time with him, you are alone. Dad was working in another state. You were alone. What was that like? I, this is like your first it was time. Very, very difficult. And I just tell you, the day he left for body house, I cried from his school till we get to the house. <laughs> I was just crying, so I went to sleep on his bed. I went to his room. Uh-huh. I slept there. I was smelling his dress. I was. <laughs> it was hard because. The yeah. time you people left I for body house, the time you and your brother left for body house, there was Tunde to fall back on. Yeah. But the time around, the three of you, gone. Oh, my goodness. I was just crying. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop. I was just crying. So I always like to look for excuse to call his school. Uh-huh. I just called the house master. Hello, this is Tunde's mom. Can I talk to him? <laughs> oh, he was like, oh. Okay, I just want to be, I just want to be sure whether he took his pencil, his biro. So with that, <laughs> with that, they know me in school. They said, right. okay, today, so, that, okay. so with that opportunity, you know, anytime I call, they always allow me to talk to. I, I one day I just I just asked the head, uh, head of the teachers. I said, look, I'm going to ask you this favor, and I'll be very happy if you can give it to me. He said, okay, anything, madam, anything. I just said, okay, I like to talk to my son every other day. 
He said, oh, oh, oh madam, you can talk to him, but just not the right time. That was mm. how I started calling every other day. No. <laughs> every other day. I had to tell her to stop calling me like There was a time. Today says, no. I said, no, no. No. I have to talk to no. somebody. She started calling like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I said, no way. <laughs> Too much. I don't have time every day. It's like after school. I don't know. We, we always had one activity. Then we had prep. And it, there was no time for me to, to um, call, call her every day. So I told her that she can only call me on Wednesdays and Sundays. So, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know. As I normally do, I just buried myself in my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You became an entrepreneur. I remember that you decided yeah, to open your own business. Now, one day they they eventually have to go. So let me just face my life now. But your business is uh, was a uh, is a uh, menswear, right? Menswear. Men like yeah. a boutique, ladies' shoes, bags, menswear ties, as men's accessories and ladies' accessories and yeah. Yeah, no, we, we were, yeah, Ma, everyone, Dele and I, we were so proud. We were like, yes, we, it's time for you to take care of yourself. We wanted you to do that because we yeah, felt like you'd sacrifice. Let me come back to myself. Yes, take care of yourself because we wanted you to do that. And, and um, th- this this is very interesting. So can you tell, you know, the audience why you, you, Ma, you and dad insisted that we all went to boarding school? <laughs> yeah, because we wanted you to really know. How it is, apart from what is diplomats, diplomats, you travel everywhere. What I do to, to really know your culture, uh-huh. learn how to live with your people, know more about your people, and be independent. Right. That was why we insisted on you people going to Body House. And you did well. Yeah. You know, in Body House, you think for yourself, you see how people behave, you see all these strange behaviors and all this kind of stuff. So we, we felt it was a good thing for you to just experience that. Okay. No, yeah, I, I, I remember. I guess for me, the the only hard move that was initial was Burkina Faso. When I came back to Nigeria, it was fine for me. It was good. Uh, I just enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed, I always, I wanted to like be in touch with the culture. The annoying thing though for me, Tune, Tune, you didn't experience this, but Dele and I experienced this. When we came back to Nigeria, there's people saying, you're not Nigerian enough. Your accent's different. You're that. I was like, come on. It's the only passport I have. But they were like, no, you're, you're African-American. So that was annoying, but. <laughs> Going to boarding school. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Definitely did help because it, we were, that's all we were. We were, that was our every day. We were in the culture. We ate the food. We ate everything. So I can see why you did that. Now, as I, I, me and your daddy, we went to body house too. Yeah, you, yeah, you and dad did the same thing. So it's like a legacy type of thing. I, you know what I used to always think? I used to liken myself to Harry Potter. I'll be like, well, Harry Potter did it, so I'm doing it too. <laughs> that, 
<laughs> that's what I used to say. So, but uh, that's that's great. So now, I, this time we're in, uh, yeah, we're in America at this point, and today Yo. you find out that Dad's last post is going to be America. The first time we are all going to be in the same continent in a matter of years. What was yeah. how how did how did you feel, Mom? First, and then I'll go to you today. Tayo. <laughs> right now you should know me together with my boys with my family is the best in fact i would say this is the best post ever for you for for me yeah for the too. simple reason that i could talk to you you know come to where you are and then see we are in the same continent so that's i mean i love it that's it i just i'm just having the best time of my life now because we are all together in the same country yeah yeah, yeah. It's good. What yeah, about you? That, that's, that, that, and that's why it's the best. Thanksgiving, I got to see you. Like I'm talking to you now. You know, it's the same time. You know, we're in Nigeria and different in uh, uh, Vietnam. I will have to be waiting for the time. Oh, what time is it in America? Now, what time is it? twelve hours ahead? You know that kind of stuff. So this time I can call you on the same time. You can talk. I can talk to you when it's in the morning, in the afternoon. So it's very, it was, it's very easy for me. Okay. So, so, so far, so far, this is the best uh, <laughs> post for me. Right, right. What about you today? Yeah, I was just excited when I first found out. Because, you know, I've always wanted to live here. I mean, during the summer, the, the the first time I ever came to America was a summer, like, in between, like, in, like when, when we were in Vietnam. It was the best summer I've ever had in in Virginia, right? Yeah, in Virginia, Virginia, yeah, I remember that. I don't know. Yeah, I remember the extended stay hotel. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It was just the we're best. We were so excited. We, we, I mean, you guys were there too. I don't know. It, it was just like so nice to be in America, to be with you guys. And to, you know, I don't know. I used to watch a lot, a lot of cartoons that time. I don't know. Because like in Vietnam, the cartoons, they're like Vietnamese. And I couldn't understand everything. Uh-huh. But, you know, it was just the best feeling like to know that I was coming to live here like permanently. And, and it was just nice. And now, like, I mean... A, a good high school and I do well it's just a it's really good. comforting feeling right yeah now. it's so good I mean because family's here you know and even though we're different states you can easily give a call FaceTime do that and you wouldn't feel like the like mom said and come to New York huh <laughs> what that's it is for me. I can I can wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, "No, I want to stand. I just come there." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. No, I'm glad. You know, and the reason I wanted to do this because people have always been asking. What's 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 the rocks and family like? We've listened to all that. I really want to know what that dynamic is. And I and I always tell you, you mom more than anyone. How would you describe the three of us? Because we're all different and we're all similar, but we're all different at the same time. So how would you okay. describe me? First how would you describe Tunde? How would you describe Dilly? Okay, first of all, let me just tell the old world what you people are to me. My world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. My best friend. <laughs> my everything. Okay. <laughs> You 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 are you are the you are very energetic, easygoing, very kind. <laughs> you are a leader. You are a born leader, uh-huh. and you are very you very nice. You like to put yourself on the line for people, you know, and you don't expect anything back. You are very you know some you know sometimes I tell you I, I tell you no you have to make it stand, but you are just nice. You are very you are very positive somebody. So it's also a. Uh, um, your brother, and you are a very good listener, because you know whenever I'm feeling down, whatever I just say, Tayo, Tayo, 
and you already say, okay, mom, mom, what is it? Even if I'm annoying, even if I called you at the wrong time, say, hey, mom, what is it? And you will just keep quiet while I'm, while I'm talking, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. You will listen. And you now say, okay, mommy, mommy, okay, it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. And you even give me your turn. It's, mommy, what do you think we should do now? That, that is very suiting for me, you know. Yeah. Then, Dele is the quiet type, very kind, quiet, and a good listener too. And, you know, you people are very similar. But in, he, he's uh, creative though. He's creative. I don't know, no, 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 no. When you're talking about creativity. Yeah. It's, and you. You are the brain type. You do, bro. You, you, I think you, 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 anything readable you want to read. <laughs> and you are very, yes. And you, you have this energy. I just can't describe where the energy comes from. You are always <laughs> morning, afternoon, the same energy. You want to be there. And I'm, I'm just like, one day when you get married, that woman must be a very, very, very lucky woman. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm probably, I should probably say that all of you got the caring, you know, you have a caring parents and that kind of stuff. You are very, very nice. Um, I would love to see the lady that would thank you, <laughs> mom. Mom, <laughs> but no, no, we, we, we got it. Okay, okay. Then, yeah, what about Tunde? Okay, just tell you about, about Dele. Dele is oh. the create. Is very creative. Is and then you know he's very creative, kind. You are, you are you are similar in one way or the other. And you know the small boy, the Tunde. I think he takes more from you and from Dele, mm -hmm. and combines the two together. Yeah, yeah. He he yes. definitely has both, but that he has. both. Today is I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be like this genius of. Uh, okay, he says things. He always surprises me. I'm like, how did you know that? But but he has an encyclopedic memory. He memorizes. Let me say one thing. Let me tell you one thing. I have, I've told you this before. If you remember, right? I said that you gave your brothers a good legacy because if you are not a good brother, if you are not smart, I don't think because they all look up, up to you. <laughs> one way or brother. Yes. Yeah. I told you that you. You are you are a genius in your own way because during that time, let me say you, you, you the way you are referring to today now, your classmates, people are referring to you like that, but you know people cannot be the same. Right. You understand? You are a genius to be just like you felt that you are feeling that okay, your brother is a genius and that kind of. Oh thing. no, you, you there's no question. Tune is the smartest. Oh my, Roxy. that's that's you, that's a fact. But you are all, <laughs> for sure, you are all, <laughs> he says for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth it's the truth though it's the truth but i th no i think it's interesting because i you you know i always tell people mom in nigerian culture one of the things that you have as the oldest brother or oldest boy oldest and you're going to different family different uh you're traveling is you can't mess up <laughs> that was always that was i always used to feel that like you you can't mess up that the pressure yeah, people are looking after you you because your parents will brag about you people are going to ask how your family is doing yeah. and they're not there so i always used to feel that like growing up, okay, I can't do anything bad. I have to do this. So, but you know, like you said, we always used to talk all the time because you used to, you used to tell me everything, and we'll call and we keep in contact. And you say, make sure you're being a good, a good example to your brother. So that was always ingrained in me early. So I remember that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely tried, but we, we all got it from you, though, mom. It was you and you and dad. All the teachings. We, I used to tell tell my friends that I learned a lot from because you made me like soap operas I remember we used to watch uh, Bold and Beautiful Days of Our Lives and I, I yeah I had a crush on that one all girl. my children yeah I had a crush on Chloe <laughs> the girl from Chloe all my children yeah the Chloe but I remember you, when we would watch these shows you'd be like Tayo, Dele, Tunde don't be like this person don't be like that person and that, that always stuck with us because you used those shows to, to help us and yeah so we're definitely very grateful like I said the strongest woman I know is you. 
I always I love you from the bottom of my heart. Love you, Tunde. Tunde, the best little brother. Best little <laughs> You're the best youngest brother in the world. And then Dilly is the best <laughs> middle brother in the world. So, um, um, thank you. Very, very. You're good. the best. <laughs> ah, nah, nah, thank you. But, um, no, I just, as we close here, I just want to ask, ask, uh, you, you all. So, mom, what advice would you give to other diplomatic wives and people that are married to people that travel a lot? What would you give the, the wives? Simple. Just go out to that country, learn what they are doing, they behave like them, and have the best time of your life. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And what about you today? Um, me, I think the best thing that you can do is to embrace change. You have to be able to, like, you know, adapt to different places. You have to be able to, you know, fit in. It's always, it's, it's not always going to be easy, but you have to, like, learn what they do. You have to be able to, you have to, like, look at what they do and, like, observe them. You also have to be able to, like, not get too attached to any place because you're going to move a lot, oh, for sure. Right. So you have to be able to be flexible. And that's the thing. You yeah, just be love flexible. It. Love it. You guys just killing it with the advice today. Well, thank you all. We got Tunde Roxon, ladies and gentlemen, and my mom, Mrs. Roxon. Thank you all. Thank you so much for doing this. This means a lot. <laughs> you can't be kissing on there, mom. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, I'm joined here by my amazing brother, Daily Roxon. And now I just got done talking with mom and Tunde, so I'm definitely glad to have you on. And just to give you some background, we were talking about the whole process, basically what happened when we moved to each country. You and I, we had a unique experience because we shared a lot of these journeys together. You know, I, you were born about a year and two months after I was, but still, we, we shared a lot of uh, our time together. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> this is kind of interesting because it's kind of weird, though, because I never thought I would be my older brother's going to interview, but the pleasure is mine. By the way, it's Deli Roxton. Uh, people can call me Dele or Dele, whatever, as long <laughs> as you get the name right D E L E. But um, it's, it's a pleasure to be on. Hey, you know, the pleasure is mine. It, it is weird. I, I've got to be honest. I mean, we've tried to, like, record this several times, and it's always awkward because I'm like, you're my brother. Well, you're not a guest. I can't think of you like that way. But, um, no, but I think, you know, for the 100th episode, a lot of people have been asking. They want to know, essentially, what makes the Roxon family and how we grew up. So let's let's basically move past all the early stages because we covered that with mom and talk about, uh, right. you know, when school started, so we we moved to Burkina Faso, right? That that's what I want to start with. We moved to Burkina Faso. Can right. you tell me what that experience was like for you? Because we had just left Nigeria. I think you were in fifth grade at the time, or fourth grade. Yeah. What was that for you like? Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember that, but I do remember the feeling I had when uh, I think Mom told us that we we're going to leave Nigeria. It was like, wow, we're going to go to another country. I know it was within the like Africa, but it was West Africa. It was Burkina Faso. And we got a little bit of knowledge of what was going to uh, um, finally fly in a long time. I mean, we spent most of I think it was eight years we spent in Nigeria together before we had actually been on a plane. So uh, I think the experience for me was like, wow, we actually get to leave this country that we called home to go to another place and call that place home. But I think the most, the bet, the, the main thing that was going through my mind was like, hey, starting a new life again, going to get to meet new people. 
I think we were also told that we were going to go into an American school, but that was like a big thing for me because I think back then my idea of an American school was everything that we watched on TV. Like, <laughs> it's going to be clicks or stuff like that, but uh, I think the experience was great. I was excited. I was nervous. At the same time, I was also scared. But uh, you're scared overall. I didn't know you were scared. Was, what, were you, what were you scared about? I was scared about adjusting. You know, I was like, "Will people accept me?" Stuff like that. But you know, uh, overall, it was uh, overwhelming. At the same time, it was good. Okay, now I want to talk about that that uh, low point. So, what were the low points when you finally moved? We got there. You know, I've always I've said this in previous episodes. When I first moved, it was initial high for me, right? I was excited, bam, 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 and then I started feeling inferior at one point. And I, you know, I remember I would come back home. Sometimes I would cry. I wish I would have like softer hair or something. I was like, oh, these are like different yeah. sorts of people. I was like, what am I gonna do? But I don't know if we really talked about your experiences growing up, because you know, I don't know. I think I was more vocal about mine than you were. Yeah, you know, I was like, I was more of the quiet child, except uh, to myself. I mean, you and I, we grew up together, but you know, I shared some stuff. I shared mostly everything with you, but I was more calm and I kept it to myself. But I was scared in the sense that um, I didn't know what people were gonna think about me. I didn't think I was. I was also thought I grew up thinking that girl superior to guys for some reason. Wait, you, like, you grew okay, up thinking that what? I thought the girls were superior to men. I don't know why. It was just some <laughs> weird thing I had growing up. I was scared to approach a girl. and um, But no, I mean, I was had low points because, I mean, I was like, no, this is cool. I'm going to an inter-American system. Never been heard about or been in this system before. But how are people going to accept me as an African in the American system? Are they going to welcome me? I mean, sometimes I was a little bit nervous because... I just didn't know what I was going to say. If I, I was like, my accent is different. People are going to be like, huh, this guy's weird. They're going to look at me different. They're going to treat me different because of the way I, the way I speak. But, um, you know, it took some time. But eventually, you know, I had to welcome my open arms when I first got there. And funny thing is, I wasn't the only African there. And when <laughs> I saw there were other Africans there who they accepted, I was like, okay, this should be fine. All I have to do is just make sure I... Do everything well in classes and uh, get on a sports team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's something yeah. to keep me going after school, after school activities, something like that. Yeah, but those are my low points. Yeah, not yeah, knowing yeah. how people are going to accept me. It's funny though because I, I often say, you know, you and I, we both share a love for sports, right? So, I, and I, one of the things I said yeah. was one of the first ways I connected with people was through sports. It was learning basketball, soccer, tennis, and I know, I remember vividly, you was joining the soccer team, and I think I remember you fitting in into. With your friends, there was you know there was a, a guy called Peter Barlin that you used to be friends yeah. with, yeah, and he was like one of the best uh, soccer players, and you would you know yeah you would, yeah, you'd go after school, you practice, and you do that. But was sports really uh, key into making sure that you? Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna sound funny, but I thought you know I was like, listen, if people don't accept me just because I'm regular students and I go to classes. If I had something that I was good at, apart from, you know, like my, um, like, what? If I'm good at a sport, people are going to watch me. They're going to see me do good. They're going to accept me that way. So, I mean, I love soccer. So, that was my main thing to focus on. And I fell in love with it because I had a guy in my class who was one of the best soccer players on the team. And magically, I made the team. Not saying I'm not good. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't as good as him. But I made the team and he was my friend. And it was, it was kind of like a role model for me. Don't get me wrong, man. You're, you're <laughs> my role model too. But I was like, the fact that he's a popular guy, he's great at soccer, 
and we were in the same soccer team. I was like, what can I do to be like this guy? <laughs> but um, no, nah, yeah, sports was definitely an, um, an open door for me to believe that people would accept me. And um, I mean, sports, I love sports in general. So, I mean, that was the only sport I played, soccer. Right. And I believe long long distance, something like that. But yeah, but no, that was, uh, yeah. that was a great one. And then, you know it's it's very very interesting. It's tricky because it's it's a new environment. It's new people, new languages. You know, you're 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 a foreigner. You're trying to figure out what accent you should talk talk with, how to approach girls. Trust me, I was the same way. But which yeah. is interesting, you actually got a girlfriend. You actually got then, a, you got a girlfriend before I did though. So let's not pretend like yeah. you know. Let's not pretend yeah. like you you had problems. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, what can I say? Man, I had a way with words. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I had I got a girlfriend. She she was an American yeah. in Africa. Um, and uh, yeah, she we had classes together, and she was also a soccer player. So that would guess. Like I said, sports helped me out a little bit. But, um, you know, we connected through having the same classes, same homeroom, seeing each other like every day. And then one day I was like, you know what? The funny way of this happened was uh, we used Pig Latin. She was like, do you want to be my uh, boyfriend, Bay?" <laughs> and this was back in the day of Yahoo Messenger um, chatting online. And I said, yes, I'm going to be your boyfriend, Bay." <laughs> and then next day in class, funny thing is it only lasts like a week. <laughs> it's all right, you know, it's Young love. What did I know back then? Wait, wait, but, um, wait, 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 wait! I thought it was longer than a week. It was a week. It was a week. <laughs> so you got you, your boyfriend Bay and boyfriend Gay. That's that's Pig Latin for boyfriend and girlfriend. And yeah, that was a week. Girlfriend Gay or or girlfriend. Girlfriend Gay. Girlfriend. All right. That was what she called. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, man. It was uh, it was a good times, but a good one week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now take me back to the time when you found that we were moving back to Nigeria. What was that like for you? And at the same time, I was excited because I was like, listen, I have been exposed to the American society now. I mean, even though it was in Africa, it was an American school. I was like, you know, I'm excited because when I go back to Nigeria, I'm going to have so much knowledge of how it is, even though I've never been to America. I felt that people were going to be like, wow, okay, you were supposed to American system. And it's funny because we had already picked up an accent. I mean, if you stay in a certain place for a certain amount of time, your environment, you have to cater to environment. And I picked up the accents because I was surrounded by different people, Americans, Germans, or everything. And somehow, a lot of people always say, your accent is not American. It's a mix. I was like, yeah, you know what? Just call me international. I'm an international man. But uh, I was excited. I was like, I'm going back to Nigeria to see my old classmates. And they're going to be like, this guy's different from, was it four years to spend there? Different from how I first met him. But I was excited to bring back the knowledge that I had uh, being surrounded around the American system. Yeah. But yeah, that's what was my yeah, and then and then we went to boarding school. We went to boarding school together. Tell me what that was like for you, because we uh, were in the same school, school, but you, you were, you know, we were separated. We were in different houses. So like, it was kind of like yeah. Harry, like Harry Potter, right? You know, I was. In, yeah, it was funny boarding school. I mean, this is us being separated from our parents. I mean, we've always been going to day school, but at the same time, I was nervous and excited. But uh, boarding school was a great experience because you know, let's get those. Let's, let's not even lie about this. You were popular when you came back because you remember you were the head boy. And everyone associated me as dad is Tyra's brother. That's Tyra's brother. I was, but everyone loved us because I think in Nigeria that well, in Nigeria in general, most people are used to like this British backgrounds, and it's mostly British or Nigerian. And the fact that we had an accent, people thought we were Americans. And I was like, no, 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 I'm American. So it was cool. People were always like, give us attention. Like, oh, man, you sound so good the way you talk, man. Man, what's up? Where you from? I'm like, you know, yeah, man, you good American? You go to American school? I was like, yeah, I was there for four years, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, I kind of liked the attention, and uh, yeah, it was an easy adjustment. I mean, yeah, you, granted, it, you know, yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because I it was it was we were sort of elevated to a place where we were perceived as African Americans, but we weren't African Americans. Exactly. But, but at the same time, we were also not seen as Nigerians enough. That like people would question us whenever we said anything Nigerian. Exactly. Like, you're not Nigerian enough, and you know, I, I can't lie. That bothered me. I know you said I was popular, but you yourself know I wasn't comfortable with uh, with being popular because it, it was weird for me because I had just come from Burkina Faso where I was trying to fit in, and all of a sudden people are, are looking at me in a different way. So yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I still had the awkward moments. I mean, I was, you know, I was very scared of girls up until, like, I was 17. I, I, I used to, like, stammer around girls. Exactly, I told you that. I just think yeah. they were superior for some reason. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, for some reason, I, used to, I, still, I still had that. Even yeah. though people were like, oh, Tayo, you're <laughs> like that. But, 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 uh, but yeah, yeah, talk about it. Did, did he annoy you as much as it annoyed me when people say you're not Nigerian enough? You're like, oh, what do you know? Why are you trying to listen to Nigerian music? What do you know? You're American. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it bothered me, but but then you know what? It bothered me a lot. But it, they were justified when they said, you know what? You weren't even born in Nigeria. You were born in Sweden. I was like, that's not my fault. I was like, uh, I was born in Nigeria, but then I, I was born in Sweden. But I moved to Nigeria right afterwards. I was like, I can't help the fact that my parents were in a different country when they had me. You know, but um, I was like, listen, okay, you know what? What actually? made me uh what proved what I actually proved them wrong because there was a Yoruba class. We're Nigerians, right? Our ethnicity is also Yoruba. So I showed them when I actually got an A in the class. I was like, listen, let me show you that I can actually I can I can still be in Nigeria. I can have an accent, but that doesn't mean I have to go in my heritage. Yeah. Also, we also I think we also had like uh more people look up to us because the fact that we can speak French. Yeah. You know? Uh, that we went to a French country in Africa, but still we came back and we were acing the classes. People yeah. were like, okay, these guys are something else, you know. I mean, yeah, it was it was a good time in boarding school, man. Uh, I no, like it definitely I was. was. And, yeah, I mean, I think for me it was it wasn't until I was seventeen that I fully embraced what I was. You know, I was like, I just you know I came to terms with not having to fit in with people. I was like, you know, I am completely I'm international, like you said. You know, I speak French, speak English, and my accent is somewhat elusive. You know, it sort of switches sometimes to back and forth. Uh, and I was like, you know, this is me. I can't keep catering to everyone. Otherwise, I'm not going to be myself. But you said something interesting. Um, and, you know, when you were, you said you, you took, uh, for the audience, Yoruba is a tribal language in Nigeria. So, Nigeria, we speak English as the official language, but there are over 300 different languages. And the three main tribes are Yoruba, Hausa, and Igbo. We are from the Yoruba tribe, so one of the languages we were allowed to take in class was Yoruba. And uh, Dele was saying that he, he passed one of the courses, and he wanted to show that as proof. Like, see, I'm actually Nigerian enough. And it was interesting. That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think it was, yeah, for me, once I was 17, once I got to 17, I didn't care anymore. And a lot of things started to happen then. I was like, ah, you know what? This is me. I'm fine. I think I was around the same time I became head boy and student buddy president so I was like, it sort of worked out that way where I became comfortable yeah. where I was now, you guys you don't know he was a head boy means he was the head of the whole school when it came <laughs> to discipline like there was a principal there was a uh, vice principal then they had one guy in the student body who in charge uh, of everything 
and steal the rules. That was my brother. He was the head boy. Hey, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Well, I know I didn't abuse the rules though. So at least I know that much. I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you instilled. You made sure the rules are not. Yeah, I never abused. Was a good head boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know if people say that. But back to back to this. So now again, we were moving again. This time we were moving to Vietnam. I want to know what the first thing that came to your mind was when you heard Vietnam. You're like, okay, you, I just graduated and you were in 11th grade or 11th or 10th, 11th grade or 10th. I just, I was finishing up 10th grade. Yeah. Okay. You finished in 10th grade and I was just, I just graduated and dad, you heard from dad and mom, we're moving to Vietnam. What did you think? Oh man, Vietnam. <laughs> you know, I was, I, the funny thing is I look it up right online. I was like, Vietnam, all right, Vietnam, Vietnam. I was like, all right, wait, hold up. Vietnam is not bad. And I was like, okay, it's different. Um, at that time, I was like, okay, it's different. You get to leave again in Nigeria. What's this going to be like? I was like, well, you know what? I'm ready for the next chapter in my life. I mean, I felt bad because at this time, people already, because I believe it was the, after you finish 10th grade and you start 11th grade, they, you, you start getting nominated for um, prefects, which were like head boy, assistant head boy, uh, assembly prefect. And people were you know, hinting that I was going to be like a head boy or assistant head boy. I was like, yeah, just after my brother's footsteps. I was kind of sad because I had to leave. I was like, I never got to find out if I was actually nominated yeah. for that. But at the same time, I was happy. He was like, you know what? God, you know, everything happens for a reason. God, you know, who am I to say this is probably a blessing, so let me just put my foot down let God take control. But I was happy, man. I was like, you know, it's a different country. It's Asia, different continent. We've never been there, so let's see what's in store for us. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was funny when when, I, when we first told our friends, they 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 made fun of us. It, it was a joke. They're like, "Oh, Vietnam War, Vietnam War." It was interesting, but I, I, for me, I don't know if I was excited or nervous. I, I wasn't nervous or anything. I was just sort of anxious to take the next step because it was a transition period for me. I had just graduated. I wanted to know where I was going to university. I wanted to know because, and then, and then, uh, Dad told us that we were both going to America. And then we would come to Vietnam um, for holidays. Now this yeah when he when he said America I was like you know what <laughs> I'm ready man I was like I've never been to the U S yeah I'm excited yeah we had yeah. never been to the U S and you know what and that was and that was the craziest part because up until that point we were perceived as the Americans on campus or like the Americans in high school and we always used to tell our classmates guys we might have a somewhat American accent but we've never actually been to America right we had never actually yeah. been to America and then. And, and then we, we finally got the chance to be in, in America. And I, I still remember that first week. It was dad that, dad that took us. Well, I remember the process. Before we got there, we, I almost didn't get my visa to, 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 get, on, <laughs> to get into school. So we were freaking out the last week of school. We thought that maybe would, he had missed the window. And it was like, ah, I'm not even going to get to go to America. But then when we finally got to America, it, it was interesting. Because I don't know about you, but for me, I felt a sod, uh, you know, like a sudden sense of calm. I, I, you know, I, I fit in probably easier than I fit in any other co- um, country prior to before, just because I, I, I felt like I was, you know, people already assumed that I was African American, and no one, you know, everyone was always surprised that I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll tell them that I'm Nigerian, and be like, eh, eh, and they would question me on that. But and then I, I started saying, you know what, I want to embrace my Nigerianness more. You know, even though people were in Nigeria thought I wasn't Nigerian, if I'm like, you know what, I'm Nigerian. I'm gonna say, it. What, what did you think? I remember when I first came. We all we came to say it was Dad, you and I, and uh, we took a we landed in D.C. and then we went to uh, 
took a bus or something to uh, New Jersey and then drove all the way to Lynchburg. I remember, man, when I first came, well, I had to stay with a, for me, it was different because I was still in high school. I had to stay with like a host family. And, you know, you know, I mean, they accepted me easy because, you know, just they've been doing this for a while. You know, they, they take students from different countries and house them for a whole uh, school year. So I think for me, I was just like, okay, this is going to be interesting. But again, the way that I fit in right before school started was joining the soccer team. Um, and the funny thing about this is that the Africans on the team were the, were the best players. There was two Ghanaians and me, a Nigerian. And I made the team easily. And, uh, and people were like, who is this new guy? I mean, some people felt a little bit of a threat. It's like, who is this guy? We just came from who knows where. And he's joining our team and he's trying to. I was like, all right, cool. This will be fun. Yeah. First day of class was quite interesting for me because, you know, it was the first day of school was like, you know, you get introduced, you have to introduce yourself in front of everyone in the class. Say, my name is Deli Rocks and I'm from Nigeria, blah, blah, blah. And uh, people, the fun thing is, I had a little bit of an accent, not an American accent. You know, prior to what I said, I was like, you know, people, people thought that we were Americans, but my accent did not sound American compared to anyone. I had a little bit of a British because I was still surrounded by British people back in Nigeria. So I was like, my name is Deli Rocks and I'm actually from uh, Nigeria. But people looked at me and was like, what? Uh, but no, it was, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was calm because it was calming because the only people I knew were people on my soccer team. So if I, still, if I saw them in the hallways, I was like, hey, man, what's up? You know, other than that, and then I just got to meet my classmates. But it was, uh, it was a good feeling. I was like, so this is what it feels like to be in America. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, we had talked about what our perception of America was pretty much what we saw in movies. I, I know mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. one of my one of my favorite movies was "She's All That." You know, ten things yeah. I hate about you. You know, I, I am the guy that likes romantic movies. I know you like your horror movies, but yes, that was like one of the things that I always wanted to. Do. And, I, and I loved the Disney movies. You know, Mary Kate and Ashley were <laughs> were popping that at the time. We were like, hey, yeah, yeah. We, I, I wonder if we'll you know we'll have the same experience. But I didn't get that. You got that. Was it like that for you? I know it was. It uh, yeah, no, no, no. Actually, it was. It was different. Yeah, it was different because uh, when I said it, but it, the only thing that I remember was the same was there were cliques. Like you, everyone had their own clique. Uh-huh. Uh, there were the soccer players, or there were football players, or the sports players. There were actually the geeks, and yeah, I I fit in as a soccer player. Well, I fit in with the sports guys, not the jocks, but you know the ones who was on the team and. I wanted to branch out too, and I was still trying to find exactly where I fit in. So I would talk to the soccer team when I after practice or before practice as we're going there, and I would try to mingle and just talk to people. One of the funniest things for me was that uh, I got a girlfriend within the first week. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, <laughs> I remember. Dude, you, uh, you always quick. To, you always quick with the ladies, man. Yo, you always got the girls before. You always got the girls before before I did. So oh, don't even wow. try and hide that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was um, it was something for me to do after because she was in a, she was two grades younger than me. So after I finished school, if I didn't have practice, I would go walk my I walk her to her locker or something like that, and then I'll get to meet her friends. And I was like, all right, cool. And they were like, oh, she's dating an upper class man, that kind of stuff. You know, I kind. Of, to where you know I felt like the jock or something, and the ladies were like looking at me. Oh my gosh, she's dating that guy! Oh, he's special. So it was a little bit of refreshing for me. Refreshing, it was very refreshing for me to have that kind of um, mini popularity. Ah. Uh, my first school. Yeah, I remember yeah. This, this is when we first had our first argument. Like, because I remember, I think you, 
and this wasn't what I was trying to do, but I remember when I was in Nigeria, I guess you had sort of felt under my shadow a little bit, I guess with the popularity. Yeah, I was like, yeah and you, you didn't admit yeah. this to me until later. You were like, you didn't like people calling you Tayo's brother. And then you you felt like this was a clear separation for us where I was in college and you were in high school and this was your chance. So you, you were like, yeah, this is what you're going to do. And then... Yeah, this is a chance for me where I was the only rocks in, in the building. I remember that. <laughs> and I, you know, I was, I, was, I, I was always telling you that I never... Because I was never comfortable with... I'm still not. I, I like, you know, praise and all these stuff bothered me. But so I was like, I don't know why you felt that way because I've never actually been comfortable with it. But so you got this chance to actually be popular and that and then you spent what two years in high school in america before you moved or is it two yeah, or one year? 2007 two two years 2007 2009 then i started college did that for three years but okay. no, no no i still remember it was the same process to uh when i started college because i remember i was like okay um you're gonna show me around campus and you're like you know what yeah it's like you know just mingle around and the funny thing is i mingled around i met people who were um yeah there was this facebook group uh, group facebook group on um group facebook group where people were like class of 2009 we were going to liberty university meet up on there right they right on the wall hey i'm going to be this place on campus and then i met people without your help i was like you know what i'm gonna be my own person and see if i can branch out and meet people i was like you know what what's gonna hurt i mean what's the worst is gonna happen hey i'm the guy you saw on facebook and it was easy for me because once again, I went to the sports arena. I went to the indoor soccer field. I met people there, and I was like, okay, cool. You want to go grab lunch? We all went together because this is our first time in college. We all wanted to stay together because we didn't know where we were going. And that way, when we stayed together, we met other people. And uh, yeah, honestly, it was a great experience. Yeah, so. I remember I remember feeling nervous a little bit because up until that point, in, in Nigerian culture, the oldest, because I am the oldest, your, your parents tell you, you know, because they were in Vietnam. I was the only, it was only me and you in Vietnam. Um, uh, in the U.S. and Tunde was in Vietnam as well, and your know, mom and dad would tell me, "Watch him, watch him, watch him, watch him." And I always felt this responsibility. But you had grown so independent, and this is part of one of the things that happens with TCK is when you start finally getting your independence, and what you do with that. And I think you finally you were just you know you were just discovering yourself yeah. doing that. And I, I was I was like ah, <laughs> I was um you know I was like really 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 nervous for that but then you know you came you just you came into your own you really grew up uh you know to find young man and then you you, you started um you know you started using sports to make friends you graduated pretty well in school and then you and then we we definitely separated after that because after you graduated i we lived together for about a year or two how long did we live together a year you stayed a year yeah we lived together uh, in Virginia for a year, year graduated 2000 Oh. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, I graduated. Yeah. 2011, and then I left in 2013. I think yes, I left in 2013. Yeah, so year I graduated. But you were still in school, so you came back. Yeah, I was living with um, two other people at the time, and then when you graduated, we lived together for a year. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, once that happened, can you talk about you know what it was like? How did you use your background to help you get a job? Because that's one of the most frustrating things for international uh, students. Yeah, you know, actually, you know what? It was actually a plus. My background helped me out a lot. Um, I'm in college. I was a broadcasting major, and I was a my minor was advertising and public relations. But broadcasting for me was I, you know, I was for myself out there. I remember I took, I was, um, I was actually on a radio show, um, college campus radio show, ninety nine. 99.9 FM Delight, and um, 
you know, I was trying to get my voice out there. I was like, you know what, I have a good voice. Well, I was told I had a good voice. So uh, <laughs> I used that as, uh, I was like, you know what, they don't have to see my face, but they can hear my voice. They're going to love what I have to say. And that's cool. And also, I hosted a, a TV show on campus. Right, I remember, I remember, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was a host. Uh, some of the girls, she was actually from New York. She had an accent. And they said they wanted diversity. So they put me, an African guy. This, and they did like the fact that I, my accent was a little bit different. So they were like, okay, my name is Deli Roxon, blah, blah, blah. They're going to put you out there. So we did this show for like a semester. The show was shown around campus on the Liberty University channel and was also shown on uh, Thomas Road channel, which is known for you guys that don't know what Thomas Road is, but it's actually a church right there. And it shows to the public. I don't know, probably over a thousand people who watch the show. So I use that to help me get a job in the sense that. I did an internship with ABC 13. Uh, you guys know ABC 13 TV show, like a TV network. And they said that they saw some of my clips on YouTube. Wow. Me also optional YouTube show. I'm like, you know I didn't what? know that. So before I already went for the, yeah, before I went for the interview, uh, they're like, yeah, uh, we saw some of your stuff. You look good on camera. You're great on camera. You have that presence. I was like, okay. And uh, that helped me out a little bit. And I guess, you know, I came in the interview, answered the right questions, and before I knew it, after I finished my internship, I got a job as a TV news, TV was a TV news, the morning editor and video journalist. So, being the third world actually helped me out a lot. Yeah, yeah, being the third culture kid did because then you started to, yeah, like I said, I remember when you started to come into your own, you started just using all the skills you learned because you were easy, you were, you adapting to many environments, you started adapting quickly. You started using your international background to your advantage, like you. You know, people say, "Well, you, yeah, yeah, I knew that, I knew that." Um, and you, you know, you'd get into all these interesting conversations that people would never initially have thought of. And then the visa, then you know, then ABC decided not to sponsor you for the visa, right? <laughs> you know what's crazy about that? They did not. They had promised me at the beginning that they were going to sponsor me, but I'm thinking now maybe they didn't understand what that meant. But no, I, I, some companies don't like to do that because they feel like. Uh, they have to pay. That's the only. I guess ABC didn't want to pay for me, but it was a blessing to the guys because the same day that they told me that they weren't going to sponsor me, I believe I had two months or two uh, two months was it two and a half months or something left before um, I had to make a choice. So I, I decided to reach out to my best friend Chris Ronk, and I told him that day I was like, "Yeah, man, this is what happened." So he was asking me, "What are you going to do?" I was like, "I don't know, man." Maybe go back to school or try and find a job that would sponsor me in LA. That was my plan. I wanted to go to Los Angeles. I don't really want to go over to Los Angeles. And he's like, uh, and then he contacted me like a couple of hours after. Would you like to work for us? Use your video skills and be like as part time. I was like, really? And then that same night, I met with his dad, and he's like, yeah, we can sponsor you. He actually told me that one other person, a Canadian, was actually filling the same form as the marketing director and he's like yeah it's the same thing he's like we'll sponsor you wow. i was like wow yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that time very vividly because i remember we were all nervous and i was like come on we, we got to come up with a creative way to do something a creative way to, to solve this because as international students in you know united states you have only so much time yeah. that you can spend but yeah well, you, you know you adapted well, once again like i said you in the third culture skills there and even if it wasn't even just TCK skills it was just naturally you just went into survival mode you're like 
because you and I, we've gone through many visa struggles as 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 you know kids of diplomats, and I'm like, oh gosh, again, we have to get another visa. We didn't meet this paperwork, blah blah blah. So th- we just saw this as another one. But you in particular, I remember when ABC came to you, and we only had like two months left for you to find a job. You're like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with? <laughs> and then and then you came here, but um, no, no, this is good, and then it's worked out so far because now you know it's been two. You know, two years or so since. How long have you been working with the company now? Two and a half over over two and a half years. It's approaching with three years in uh, February. Yeah, so three years, and you've you've basically been promoted every year. And then, and that's the reason I wanted to bring that up is, even though that was a low moment, you know, it was either you were going to go back to Nigeria, or somehow find a way to get a master's, or find another way to get a job. You know, you you know, you you said you know, you reached out to your network. You weren't afraid to ask for for help, which is very different from the way you were initially before, because you said you were quiet before growing up, and now you're like, yeah, oh, I gotta think, I gotta ask. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and 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 this is good. I just wanted to give the audience more of a chance because they've been asking about the brothers and the mom and the dad. They wanted to know who 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 else is in Roxy family. So I think it's um, you know, thank you for spending time doing that. But before. Before I let you go, I want to right. ask you. This is what I always ask. I ask a lot of people this: How do you use your difference to make a difference? I know you didn't know I was going to ask you this question. Uh oh, uh oh, rocking it out on me. Um, I honestly, okay. My advice to people out there to how to use your difference to make a difference is actually, um, no matter who you are, you know, everyone has that special skill that makes them different. So, I mean, for me, the way I use my difference to make a difference is I have certain skills in the media aspect of, um, I'll just talk a bit about what I do in my job, is I can, I'm able to create a story with a video. I can take something out of nothing and make it something. That makes sense. I can take anything out of nothing and make it something. I work for Rankin Pratt, you know, Living Communities. I do the videos. I do the commercials. But with that, I'm able to film videos that people can watch and then take back that as wow my grandparents of this senior living community they're able to see their testimony they're able to see that their families are still living life to the fullest so whatever skill you have maybe it's beatboxing or maybe it's soccer you can use that to make a difference by being the best at what you can do you know i mean if you if you have a talent with something Make sure you make sure you perfect it. That way, people can say, "Okay, he's not just a talent, but he's actually great at doing it." So when people see that you're using that difference to make a difference, they're gonna be like, "Okay, what can I do in myself? What can I better in myself that's gonna be make make me stand out?" Right. No, I, lo- I, lo- I love it. You're basically talking me, about just, make yourself indispensable. I, use the skills yeah. that you have already, and video has always helped you. Yeah. Video has always and, been, you know, you've always been the creative one. So video has always yeah. helped you in everything. And it's, it's like, fun part about the video is when I worked at ABC 13, don't get me wrong, I mean, I got experience. Now I'm working in Pratt. I've gotten more experience that than I ever thought that I'd get before. I mean, my, my work is better. Um, I shoot better videos. I have, we shoot better quality videos. I mean, and the funny thing is I'm never complacent. You know, you might think you're in a great high. Right, right now, I think I'm, I'm good. But I've looked back in the past two and a half years I've been working with them. The work that I did back then was nothing compared to what I did now. You know, so I, what I've done over the years is I've looked back and see, okay, that was the difference. 
how can I be better? So I use my difference, which was my work in the past, to make a difference by making it better every year. Striving for the best. And striving for the best, man. That's what I'm saying. So just use whatever talents. Everyone has a talent out there. I mean, it might take you a while to find it, but at the end of the day, you keep searching. You're going to find that road. But yeah. All right. That's that's what I could. There I could give it. back. There you have it, man. That's my that's my amazing brother, Daily Roxon, or he likes to go by Daily Roxon. Originally, he was called Daily. Like huh? It's like a Daily sandwich. He likes it's to like go a Daily right sandwich. sandwich. So, um, thank you for coming on the show, Daily. Hey, it's a pleasure. Boom. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.